Hi, this is Afia Letha from KingdomBeats.com. Proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. Yes, it is that coming up to that time of year. And if you haven't guessed, it's Christmas. In about five weeks' time, come Tuesday, we'll be doing lots of shopping. You'll be looking to get your presents all sorted for all the gifts for the family, friends, etc., etc. So, if you, we've got some a Christmas song coming up on the show today. This is Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders on HeartsOnLive.co.uk. We have a special guest, another guest, um, who has several books out. So if, you're, if you like your reading, you can go to Amazon and you can buy all these books. We'll find out where you can buy all these books as well later in the show. He's got lots and lots going on. As my tune just finished, there we go. That didn't quite last very well. But anyway, I planned that one out. It's always the fun and games of live radio. You play, obviously, I should have played it in the loop. He's laughing in the background there. But anyway, it's good fun. But you can buy all these books on Amazon. You can hear, you're going to hear some wonderful stories. You're going to hear about his new show that he's got. He's recently just launched. If you're so if you're feeling quite negative, you'll certainly turn it into positive. And uh, anything else, uh, hey, I'm sure you, you'll sort it out. It's great. So uh, as I say, it is coming up to Christmas. I'm looking forward to starting my Christmas shopping. Uh, the owner of the station, Arai Aloho, who literally, as soon as Christmas is over, she literally just goes, oh, when's I can't wait to next Christmas. It's, like, it's almost like the year's not even ended and it's... Right, when's the next one? So, good grief. It's, 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 you get it every updates on Facebook. It's quite fun. Uh, from uh, Anyway, so I'll start r- talk, talking and waffling on as I'm usually doing. Anyway, we do have a Christmas tune coming up. Rick Palmer's new Christmas song, which would be great. We have a sweep from one of our um, people we've played music on, Benita Charles. She's been done a wee jingle for us, a wee, wee DJ drop. And uh, we've got uh, Aaron Brigden. I've got his song. And at uh, the end of the day, we have our special guest, who's on the line right now, all the way from America, Paul Posey. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ramsey. I know it took that. you long enough. Man, <laughs> you can talk. I know. I, I was a bit of a law. Ran, my tune ran out. I thought, oh, good grief. I could have just played it on the loop, but never mind. Yes, I did. I can talk. So welcome to the show, and thank you for finally being on the show, which is great. We did have a few previous dates. Didn't quite work out, but finally got right. you locked in, ready to rock and roll. So, uh, which is great. It's great to have you. Um, mm-hmm. Busy is as busy does. So, I watch you from time to time, do what you do. And I, from time to time, you get a peek to see what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just doing so much right now, but I just can't stop. Oh, I just can't stop. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm trying to find... <laughs> I'm trying to find my show notes that I sent myself. I did. There we go. Find them, <laughs> so I can ask you my questions. <laughs> I'm, having, oh, I'm, having, I'm having a bit of. It's just a, oh, yeah. I need. Just, I think I've had too much caffeine already. That's what it is. Uh, I blame the caffeine. Anyway, so as I say, welcome to the show. Let's uh, start kick off. Um, origin of you and your family. Tell us where you're from, where you grew up, and uh, tell us a bit about you. Okay. Oh, all right. So, like you said, my name is Paul Posey. I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana, uh, just uh, probably about 35 minutes away from Chicago. Oh, wow. My mom was a steel worker. Uh, she worked in the U.S. Steel Factory, I think, almost 30 years. Um, but that's what we watched her walk, uh, work when we were kids. That's where we got that work ethic from, watching her get up every day and go to the steel mill. Uh, there's five kids. I'm one of five. Uh, I'm the middle child. Mm-hmm. And uh, we grew up, uh, the life was kind of in turmoil because uh, family unity uh, was not the strong point as we grew up, um, some family dysfunction. And uh, from there, I just learned that, well, you don't learn until later how bad, your, I think it was how bad your family is, how different or difficult your family is until you grow up and move, and move away. So it was five of us. I have uh, three brothers and sister who's the oldest. And we kind of spread out throughout the United States right now. Mm-hmm. I have a brother in Seattle, Washington, uh, one in Las Vegas, 
another one in, in Annapolis, and my sister lives in North Carolina. So we kind of spread out right now. We are. And uh, we're, we're pretty close, though. We, we try to keep in touch. We follow each other on social media. And uh, I think one of my brothers and his four sons are coming for Thanksgiving. Sweet. Which will be next week. So um, that's where my family's made up from. Uh, normally just the Midwest. So I'm not from the South, even though I live down here uh, just uh, south of Atlanta. I kind of moved here for the weather. I'm not one for snow anymore. <laughs> when I when I retired from the Marines, I just says I'm not going anywhere north, and that's how I ended up here. Mm. So uh, my world started uh, in working. I, my very first job, I was a mm. paper boy, well, uh, and I used to deliver papers uh, at the hospital. We've, hmm? we've all been there. We've all been a paper boy sometime in our life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, you're going to be something. You know, you're going to be something if you're a paper boy. Why? Because you know your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you get to meet all your neighbors. Exactly. And that's what I did. So, but I had to quit. I had to quit being a paper boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because somebody was still in the Sunday papers, right? So there's Nick in the Sunday papers. That was brilliant. Right. Yeah, the paper company would drop it off uh, at this location. What was that? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, would drop off my bundle at a certain location. And then uh, and they were always there every day except for Sunday. Right. So one Sunday, I decided to get up early and uh, go see what happens to my bundle, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up early, and I don't go directly to the spot, but I kind of where I get to a point where I can see it. And I saw this big old guy stealing my my Sunday papers, right? Because you could sell those for seventy five cents at the time, and mm-hmm. he was ripping me off. And you know what I did? Mm-hmm. I quit. Oh. I wasn't gonna go fight that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I even need, I didn't need that kind of trouble. So uh, from there, I became a, a mobile DJ oh, wow. around in the seventh grade until I graduated high school. And that was pretty cool. Uh, Shouts out to the Midnight Jamming DJs. Were you, we were very close to friends, were, and we just were you we just made sure. Were you, busy? Uh, were you busy as a mobile DJ? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the coolest things we ever did, we actually did an after party uh, for Prince. Did you? Seriously? Uh, yeah. Seriously, I'm serious. A heart attack. Yeah, uh huh. And we did. <laughs> so how, 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 how old were you when you start? How old were you when you started? Obviously, fifth grade. What's how old? How old is that in school? Obviously, different. What age were you then when you started? In the seventh, uh, I oh, guess twelve yeah. or thirteen. Or twelve or thirteen. Like I just because obviously yeah. we over here. Obviously, when you say whatever grade you're in, we don't know over oh, okay. here year age you are because different over here. Yeah. Obviously, how we do things in the school system. So uh, you're about twelve or thirteen, and then what age were you did when you did something for Prince? Yeah, that was pretty cool too, because you know once you get connected and you're networking, you don't, you know, you you know some people, and then you know some people, and they say, hey, these guys can do it, and we did it, and it was awesome. It's one of the few times he came to Gary. Wow, uh, I want to say that would had to be like eighty two, eighty three, or something like that. Eighty three. Yeah, something like that, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of old. <laughs> and then I was eight years old. Not, I was eight years old. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's quite scary. Enough. <laughs> then why do you have no hair if you're much younger than? <laughs> exactly. Good question. What's wrong with that? I, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so what, what? What happened to the hair? I, what happened to your hair? It just kind of started going out, fall out. <laughs> started to. Right, well, it's one of these things. Well, you you know? might as well go ahead and. Uh, I was looking at your picture, and I was like, you know what? He might as well just go ahead and shave that thing. Well, I have. I have cut my hair um, tonight. Well, I have. Well, I have. Yeah. The, which picture are you looking at? He's stalking me on Facebook. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was yeah. like, what is this guy doing today? <laughs> I said, what is he doing today? Because you know, you're you're on my feeds, and I see so much going on, um, and I and I peek over there, and I see what you guys are doing, and I think you're doing wonderful things. Uh, appreciate that. Thank uh, you. In the, and you're bringing us all together. So that's totally awesome. So I appreciate you too. No, no. So, but then, forced to, then I'm forced to look at your bad haircut. Oh, so yeah, where no. was I? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, we were talking about your, your, your. Obviously, we go back to we just DJ'd for Prince at some party, which I think crumbs that'd be superb just to do for a lot of people. Would be no, but that's good. So after you've done your gig for tw- Prince, I'm going to say Twins for some reason. Prince, my teeth in. Yeah. Uh, we're 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 next. I joined the Marine Corps. Wow. I was destined to be a United States Marine. Mm-hmm. I just felt it in my bones. Ever since I was in ROTC, 
in the uh, uh, in my freshman year. So I was a bit of overachiever in school. You know, I, by by high school, I played the uh, string bass and the baritone. I was in a marching band, and uh, I didn't run track there at that high school. I went to two different high schools, mm-hmm. but the next school I ran track and I ran cross country, and I was in on the shooting team. Mm-hmm. And I did everything I could uh, because uh, if anybody knows family dynamics, when you're uh, the child of an alcoholic, you tend to fit into certain roles. And they they would say my role was the hero. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be looked at as a positive uh, thing in the family when things were going wrong. But look what I did. You know what I'm saying? This is a good thing. This is a thing to be happy about. So I was the hero. So in the dynamics, you have your enablers. And you have a hero in the family when you're dealing with children of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but that kind of moved me right along to go to the Marine Corps. Because if you can be a child in my mom's house, you can be a Marine. So that's how I would. Okay. <laughs> if, you could, if you can do that, you can do that. Because by the time I got to the Marine Corps, it was easy. It was easy being a Marine because of the mental toughness uh, we got at home. Mm-hmm. So, and I stayed in the Marine Corps for 23 years. Um, and in that time frame, I got married. I started having kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually a father of seven, and I have five girls and two boys. And they're pretty much adults now, and uh, life is pretty good. Cool. But when when you start having kids, you should be thinking about what you got what you didn't get mm-hmm. and the things you need to gather to give. Okay. So that's kind of what happens later in life um, to, to myself that I realized how important I was. So that's how that came about. How long were you in the Marine Corps for? Yeah, I was in 23 years. 23 years. Uh, long time. I did my first four years in the infantry and then I became electrician. And then I became a generator mechanic, and then I became a recruiter, and then a career recruiter. I did everything I could because now by this time in my life, I'm consistently uh, uh, goal-driven. I like to say gold digger, G-O-A-L digger, Okay. where uh, you set goals and, and you just make it happen. And I did that for years and years. So now I'm at that point where um, this is what brought me to where I'm at today. You know, how did I get to this spot right here is because um, through some therapy. I don't know if we want to get into that right now. Do you want to get into well, that right? We can. Well, what we'll do is I'll play a tune and we'll come into because you're you being being in the Marine Corps for 23 years. You must. I mean, did you go through PTSD or anything or mental health or things like that? Yeah, so yeah, so that rolls right into that well, because there's some things that happen in the Marines that uh, cause me to have PTSD. Right uh, now, when people when people don't understand it. PTSD just doesn't show up one day. No, it, unless you're in a, a horrific accident. No, well, I, I was wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does show up in a day. It shows up in an instant. The 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 stressor or the event can happen in a day. And over time, you develop uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and it affects everything else in your life after that event. So it's a catastrophic event, uh, and this is how your mind reacts to the event, and that's what they call PTSD. Mm. We touched on PTSD with our last show, obviously, with it being Remembrance Day last week. We had Hart Porter Porter on, and obviously he was in the Marine Corps. And uh, talking mm-hmm. about he how he got over PTSD and how he well, how he deals not over it but how he deals with it and how he mm-hmm. helps others other people who go through it and things and how to get their so and they way to have a have a normal life in some way. So uh, we were talked about that last last week uh, with uh, Hart Porter who's in the Marine Corps. So uh, mm-hmm. well, we have to be in the business of not trying to hope hope it away or wish it away. Mm-hmm. You have to do some things that really help you to work with you know, this disorder and knowing your triggers is very important. What a trigger is, is something that causes you mm-hmm. um, to go into this mode. It hits a switch and you go into this mode. 
either go into a protective mode or depression or you act out in a violent way or or something that reminds you closely reminds you of the stressor or the incident that happened and then you just automatically i call it um my tornado starts turning okay and it starts spinning once the spin starts you know uh anything can happen what trigger, so I, what, what triggers you what 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 were things that triggered you off or so you started to realize it was starting to kick in the oh yeah looking looking at pictures of people who should be bald who try to hang on to their hair <laughs> i tell you that just uh, it sets me off okay <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, uh, not, I'm, not, I'm not the one that spends 30 minutes waiting for your hair to dry when you don't have any <laughs> right right i'm with you i'm i'm with you i just i dry it off with my hand i can wave my hand, my hair off no, um, no but seriously i think what does it for me is injustice you know i don't want to get into what happened to me okay but i know the course of three years repetitive negative unfair and just things that happened to me really over time really caused me by the end of uh 2008 i was ready to take my own life because i could not find justice okay and when you don't have justice then you have a problem it eats at you it eats at you it eats at you and you start to get that feeling that with people who think about suicide uh hopelessness you know, you think you can't change the situation or the circumstances. And the instant you find a way to do that, that is the road to recovery. The instant you can find a, either a reason to live or a way out. And uh, for me, it was my, my kids. You know, my, they, they needed me to be dad. Mm-hmm. And so within... A couple of days, I stopped doing what I was doing, and I stopped being uh, in the thought of hopelessness. And uh, but that that was just one point is just stopping the, 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 the decline. That's one point. But the next point is moving forward to getting a healthy life, a healthy mental life. And it didn't. It took me years um, from 2009. To 2016 to get some help because they told me I did not have PTSD, okay. but I knew something was wrong. And they wanted to give me medication to subdue me pretty much on a daily basis, but that doesn't help repair you. So what happened was I was a walking time bomb until 2016 right, okay. because it wasn't treated right so what, and if it's not mm-hmm. so what uh, when you to be a walking i mean the walking time bomb you must it must have been it could have taken anything for you just to literally explode and do anything yeah and i that, wanted to see but when you by this time i'm living by myself right okay so there is no one to tell me about me and Majority of the time when people have these issues, they end up being alone. You know, you can't sustain a relationship and your family. Uh, I ain't going to say they turn their back on you. They leave you to yourself. And you can't leave people to their own demise because sometimes they don't know. So mm-hmm. I did not know. So something happened. And I, I should have known because I was started having road rage on a consistent basis. Okay. And started to be very irritable. And, and uh, I, don't, I ain't going to say thug like but you know you didn't want to cross me and genuinely that is not me right i'm not uh i have the i can be violent but violence was my job but in my personal walk i did not want to be violent i wanted to be that positive guy that you can communicate with and talk to and things like that so probably about 2016 Something happened at work where I was going to I was going to choke a guy at work uh-huh. and uh, kind of blacked out and they had to show me uh, what I, exactly what I did on tape uh-huh. and then I knew at that point that um, I needed help. I, I this gentleman told me, you know, you got it. You need to see a doctor. You need to see the funny doctor because something's wrong with you. 
And and I and I think those if someone can tell you on the outside that you need help, go get help because you're going to tell yourself there's nothing wrong with you. And when you tell yourself there's nothing wrong with you, there's probably something wrong. At least get it checked out. So because my just a quick, a quick question. Uh, so during the course of going through like a ticking time bomb and how it affected you, obviously you were married. You married had kids, or were you, were you married? You were married, weren't you? You were, you, were, you were married, or were you just and have a white well partner and kids? Did I have kids? You, then? You know, yeah, yeah. You, you were you were you married? Yes, and no, what were they going? I'm just. Saying, oh, what, I ended up going through a divorce back. Uh, in right. The, okay. Uh, yeah, is that due to the? Sorry. Was that due to the this of the things happening with PTSD that you're going through? Was that or is that just kind of? Uh, I, I think if you look at the family dynamics and you look at the whole person, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, uh, in my decision making, uh, no, uh, it was kind of all intertwined right? Okay. because when you, when you as a man, and it goes into my, into my other book, when you as a man do, don't grasp who you are and you're, uh, the type of husband you can be or type of father you can be and it wasn't modeled for you, you totally get to, uh, end up practicing on the ones that you love. Right. It's like you're getting your lesson by trial and error with the people that you love instead of uh, purposely looking to see, hey, this is, I'm going to be, I want to be a husband. What do husbands do? Uh, I want to be a father because I grew up without my dad. And what do they do? You know, but we want things, but we're not preparing ourselves for it. And sometimes uh, you go through a long list of bad decisions, and I made a lot of bad decisions uh, in my marriage that she could not take it anymore. Then you add on PTSD. How about that? Right, Does that okay. answer your question? Yeah, that answers it. You add on that, and she says she could not uh, do it anymore, and I could not fight her in that. Between those two items, uh, mm-hmm. it was not very good. But that, that kind of puts me in a position that once you start therapy and you're uh, bouncing things off someone who's not emotionally invested in you, then you get the straight talk. Right. You're talking about, you know, how you made your decisions and where you came from and why you did this and why you did that, you know, and we start digging into that. So, and I tell you, it. I see your word, you said unleashed. Well, what, well, before we go any further, so basically that that video you saw of that guy when you choked, choked him out was the basically the the the, the, the kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back to get for you to get help. Yes, absolutely. That that was the the turning point um, because I didn't know that was me. I didn't know mm-hmm. that I was a walking time bomb. Right. I just I just didn't know until action protrude itself and and it, it showed me that I have the potential to hurt people and not even know it because maybe a week before that I'm screaming in the parking lot at somebody who's trying to park so but you you never know you, you see what I'm saying it's kind of like the the story about the the frog and in the pot you heard mm-hmm. it, that story the frog in the pot I haven't heard that one no okay well Maybe it's not what I'm this Okay. <laughs> so they say if you take a frog at room temperature, put them in a pot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They say if you take a frog and you you throw him in boiling water, he will jump out. Right. But if you put him in a pot at room temperature and slowly turn up the temperature on the pot, mm-hmm. he will stay in there until he dies. Interesting. Yes. So we as human beings, if you slowly bring about this negative thought, this negative way of life, this this pain, this this illness, if it slowly develops, then you can't tell the temperature of the pot. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I'm at boiling point, and I didn't even know I was at boiling point. So that brings it all together for you. Okay. How's that? That's perfect. What we'll do is after, once you start getting treatment, we'll talk about that and how the change came about and etc. We'll play a tune and we'll come back and talk about that. Then we can go into your books and uh, obviously what you're going to be doing in the future. We'll kind of go from there. So 
the tune we're going to play is Gone by Aaron Rigdon from Canada mm-hmm. uh, country song so a really really cool artist and uh, in the pro- process of creating we're creating a collaboration album with some of the artists that we have in Ramsey Unleashed the community and they're looking to develop and help support these guys and get their music out around different parts of the world and, and to support them wherever they are just locally but we want to get them out there so this is Aaron Rigdon uh, all the way from Canada and we will be back in a second after this Sophia from Frame Your Day with a Feelings, and I'm super excited to announce Position for Better 2018 is finally here. You asked for it, so here it is. Four days of learning and getting positioned for better. November 27th to the 30th. We're going to do it online so everybody can get in. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, in the four days, you'll learn how to find the perfect partner, four steps to help you find your purpose, why failing is okay, and how to fail forward, how to frame a winning mindset, and we're going to get financial tips for 
better financial health with financial educator Jacoya Landry. Materials will be provided along with some other goodies. Now to register, head over to afeelethem.com forward slash workshops and don't miss it. Okay, don't miss it. Head over to afeelethem.com forward slash workshops and get ready to be positioned for better. Positioned for better 2018. Don't miss it. And welcome back to Ramsey and these Going Beyond Borders on heartsonlive.co.uk. Get my teeth in there. That was uh, Aaron Rigdon gone, and that was Ephi Latham talking about position for better. Uh, Paul, how you doing? Paul, hello. My guest is... Yeah, I'm here. Oh, he's... He, <laughs> bit of a slight delay. Yeah, I'm here. You're here. Yeah, I, yeah. How you still, still alive. It's good. <laughs> Yes, yes, I haven't gone anywhere. Was your hair wet again? Seriously? Come on. <laughs> right. Nice. Finally, you find, get me and I run away, right? No, 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 no. I'm here for, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. That's good. So, <laughs> okay, next stage. Next, let's do this. Let's do this. Come on, this is good. Um, right. You tell us the change, how the change started to develop through going through, obviously, hey. seeing the doc. Yeah. I tell you what, if you guys. Uh, if you guys ever take a look at yourself and all of you done, all the reflection you've done, and you decide one day that you want to be exactly who you thought you were, that will just be so powerful. It's mentally, mentally orgasmic. I, I, I just felt like that. Mm-hmm. So what happened? So I went to my therapist, and she asked me, what do I do when things go wrong besides acting out in a physical manner is that I would write down the event, what took place to make sure whether it was me or not, did I cause this problem or not? You know, because it kind of made me paranoid in life that things would go wrong. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't me. So I would write it down. So she says to me, have you ever thought about writing a book? I said, no, I, I never thought about writing a book, but I'll give it a shot. And she says, well, what I want you to do is I want you to come back next week. And I want you to have three titles, two books that you could write. And a day you're going to quit working uh, for the VA, Veterans Administration of Atlanta. Okay. And uh, so I took her, took what she said. I did my homework. I came back and I had, I came back next week. And half of my first book was written in a week because wow. I had insomnia and uh, and I just couldn't concentrate in the middle of the day. So things were happening from 9.30 at night pretty much till it was time to go to work. I was up, you know, I was up uh, at, in my last year of my job because not only was I very irritated, but I found myself not going to work on time for a whole year. For a whole year, I could not make it there on time. So now you started therapy, and she says, can you write a book? So I wrote my first book, mm-hmm. half of it. I did it about three weeks, and my first book is called I Am My Own Dad. And I told the story of how I grew up without a dad and, and then meeting him at age 27 after my mother told me he was dead. And then uh, that was a hard book to write, and I, I, must, I cried about half of it mm-hmm. while I was writing it. And I just kept going, and I kept going. So me being the uh, the gold digger, G-O-A-L digger that I am, I set a goal to write five books between October and December 21st. And I wrote five books. Five books in the space of a few months? Or you... in, in a few months. Crumbs. And so I have a total of 12 books out there now, and I wrote all 12 books in eight months. <laughs> and uh, okay. yeah, so, fire. So unleash. I know you were literally. So <laughs> right. Go back. Let's go. Back, uh, let's go back to insomnia a little bit. Did you get you over that? Or are you still suffering from it? Uh, no. Uh, you, you know, getting at the end of my books, um, I was telling myself, "You've got to go to bed. You've got to go to sleep." Now, after I started therapy, within. I think within a month, I, I quit work and I resigned because I couldn't function at work to have logical thoughts consistently and dealing with other people who had mental health issues as well. So uh, I quit my job. So I'm at home alone. And all I'm doing is writing 
and going to my meetings and uh, trying to uh, unscrew some of the things I did in my life. And, and that was another factor there. So I had to go back and visit my family and, and tell them why I was doing what I was doing, which was so hard is to, for dad to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. I'm broken. My, there's a crack in my armor. And it doesn't justify uh, my decision-making, but it did uh, give some understanding of how I made some of those decisions uh, especially in the latter part of my Marine Corps career. So um, that was my first book, I Am My Own Dad. And that was a part of uh, the cracks in my armor is because you're not knowing who who you're connected to, and then you find out who you're connected to. And then you hear the stories and the negative stories from my mom, uh, of her, how she felt about it. She really hated my dad. Okay. And it seemed like she just took it out on me because out of the five kids, I was the only one that had this dad. You know, right. we all had separate dads. All right. And it was this dad. She she told me he was dead. And I remember uh, the day we found out my, uh, my ex-wife was at uh, a gas station or a car lot or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and she was trying to buy a car. She ends up talking to my dad. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so she calls me on the phone. She says, guess who I'm talking to right now? And she says, it's your dad. And we talked for a minute. And then from that conversation with him, I told him I'd see him next week. And I, and I was stationed in Washington state up by Seattle and she was back in Indiana. And, uh, and the next person I called, I called my mom and I said, you know, uh, Bree has just spoken to my dad. And, uh, and I thought she told me he was dead. Right. And she says, you know, he was dead to me. No. And uh, my next question to her was, you know, just I, I wrote all this in the book. Uh-huh. Uh, my next question to her was, when I got like 10 and 13 years old, why didn't you just tell me about him? And what about me? What, what about me? And my mom says, you know, what the fuck about you? Okay. <laughs> so these are the kind of things that we have to. It, that that statement was verbalized, mm-hmm. but the actions were shown along along the way over the years. Mm-hmm. So she made that statement, but the action was already there. She just uh, solidified it when she made that statement. So, uh, but you know, you suppress things like that, and I hadn't talked about that. That happened in. That happened in 95, but it didn't really play out and, you know, coming unleashed mm-hmm. in my head till I started writing the book. Did they, did they mm-hmm. sorry, sorry to interrupt this. So by writing this book, did it start to heal your wounds or obviously opened up a lot of cans of worms, to say the least? But it started I, to... You know, no, first, first, the healing doesn't come first. Right, okay. Exposure Exposure comes first. Right, okay. And reflection. It's like, wow, this is jacked up and this is jacked up and this is jacked up. Man, this is fucked up. Right, okay. So you have to. Can I say that? Uh, not really, no. Let's keep. No, but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get the bleep, I'm have to get the bleep machine out. <laughs> when I get it. No, we're good. We're good. That was the last one, and okay. I said it so cool. You did not say it so cool. Uh, so, um, Just, uh, you, 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 you look at the path that you've created, <laughs> and in that path you go back and you see if you can fix some of those things that you broke. The things that you've broken, because you're only responsible for what you're broken. I'm not responsible for what my my mom and my dad did. That's what they need to fix. I can't fix that for them. And as I went back to those who I emotionally wronged and hurt, I had to tell the truth about my jacked up decision-making factors that made me do the things that I did. Mm -hmm. So the healing comes is when you get to the point and you just openly talk about it, no matter how much it hurts. And you have to do it, not just for you, because this is this is where family comes to play. It's for everybody who's received those um, negative things from you, or the neglect, or the hurt, or the lack of 
love, the lack of understanding, the lack of parenting, the lack of family that you have to revisit and you have to own that journey so everybody can heal. See, a better you is better everybody else. Yeah. Especially when you're a dad. And you have to be willing to stand your ground and reclaim your foundation of the love that you made. And those cause your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's sad when we we move about our life and we don't do that. Right. Especially dad. Sorry, it makes me uh No no. This, uh, this is unleashed, as you say. This is unleashed. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I said I wasn't going to cry. No, no. But, <laughs> hey, don't worry about it, man. It's, uh, it's actually... It takes more, more, it's more of a man of us. It takes more of a man of us to cry than not to cry. We're more, and, that's where, and it's good to let it out. It's good to talk about it. Yeah, you know, from if you can turn your pain into sadness and sadness into healing, you'll do a whole lot more than just thinking that you're fixed. So you know, it was early. I didn't say you're fixed. It's about repairing. Uh, those, and I'm pretty sure culturally, we have some type of PTSD. Mm-hmm. But for those who have those traumatic uh, injuries, uh, you you're never fixed. You just learn to live uh, the best life you can live by creating an environment that you can have the vision to see when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, you overlay that on your life and with other people. You you have the vision to know that you hurt people and the vision to know that you can help people, too. Uh And that's how I got to where I'm at now, because I understood that I'm not the only one living like this. I'm not the only one in pain. Uh I'm not the only one that needs healing. So I moved uh, on and, and resigned from my job, and I wrote my books, and even down to my relationship book. I think mm-hmm. is that where we are on our list. Well, <laughs> we've got the best. We've got the bestseller. But what was your second book yes, after? What was the second book? Name the first five books okay. that you, you did. You obviously, you've got the "I Am okay. My Own Dad." It's your first one. What okay. was your second one? I'll, nail, I'll, I'll I'll list them all. So my first book is "I Am My Own Dad." Right. Uh, it didn't go bestseller. It went pretty close. It will again. It will go soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that book talks about meeting my dad and talking about being a dad mm-hmm. and the traits that we should have as dads. You, it's hard to tell men to be a good dad if you don't break it down for him, okay. them or him. So uh, in that book, I talk about those things. And And for men who are listening, if you grew up without your dad, you be the dad that you ever wanted because they may never get back to the point to being a great dad to you. You just be the greatest dad that you ever wanted. And that means you're modeling and you're doing everything for the children after you. So my next book is called unloved. Mm -hmm. And it talks about growing up in our household and how we were functional to maintain a house but there was no love being displayed or modeled in the house. And you really don't figure that out until after you moved out and become uh, of the world and connect with other families. So my third book is called When You Wake Up. And that's when uh, I realized that I was in a tornado and I was asleep to what was happening to me and to my family and the impact on my family uh, due to the lack of my participation. Mm-hmm. So when you wake up, it means you have a lot of things you got to do. You have to fix. And then my next book is called Batteries and Suckers. And it talks about um, how the traditional uh, information that should be handed down in the family, how it's been interrupted uh, through the decimation of family unity and how we need to get back to that. And if you uh, you as a parent, you are a battery and your children are your suckers and they have to connect to you to get those things that they need. And if you're not there, they can be needy for life. They can be suckers for life, just connecting to other people instead of connecting to the batteries, which you are as a parent. And we are parents. Our job is to make our children batteries. 
we take our little suckers and we make them into batteries like us, and they should be greater and stronger than ourselves. Then I embarked on a book called The Art of the Search, and I wrote that in six parts. And it was, uh, uh, volume one was Make a Better Choice for Love. I think volume two was Batteries and Suckers. Mm -hmm. Volume three was Flags and, no, in it. Volume two was Flags and Whistles, then Be Undumpable, then a Relationship IQ, and Sex was another one. And... I forget the other one, but they're all on Amazon. Paul okay. Posey on Amazon, you can see them. So then I took all those books and I made one great book, and it's called Be Undumpable, mm-hmm. and it went number one. So that was a, that's about a total of 12 right there, and I'm working on one more book. Fantastic. And uh, Be Undumpable talks about the things you need to do prior to a relationship because we tend to get into relationships without, one, having ourselves in a whole position, and two, not being able to tell the people we meet are whole either. So if you put your life in a position that you take care of your finances, you take care of your mental health, you take care of your physical health, uh, you have some things going for you in life, you know where stability is, you know where peace is, and then you can see who does not have it. And we've been going through a lot of accepting people who have the potential to be great mates. But I learned this. He who has potential does not utilize said potential, has no potential. Okay. So we need to stop. Now, the purpose of the big book, the book of uh, Be Undumpable, is back to the beginning of where all this went wrong, is how my mom selected my dad, and then they created a son, and then they split up. Right. See, one of our biggest problems right now is family unity. And if you keep picking the wrong people to make children with, this cycle of dysfunction will not stop mm-hmm. because it hurts children not to be connected to their parent. And you can see it. First chapter, of I Am My Own Dad, I talk about the pain and anger of not being connected. I talk about how the day I met that man, when I shook his hand, that anger inside of me subsided, about 70% of it. It just made my life just close to whole. But it was just something that was just so important, even though I thought he was dead. It was just that important just to meet him. So, uh, so, so how's, your, how's your relationship with your dad now? Oh, he died. Oh, he died. Okay. He, still, he, he died, died so. in So, wait a minute. Now, there's no perfect life. So yeah. I meet the man, and the very next day, I didn't want to see him anymore. Okay. My mom, whatever she had against him, she might have been right. Right. But it was in her place to never tell me, because I needed to know. So the next day, he did something that I thought was so horrific uh, that I did not want to expose the, my children to him or myself to him the rest of my days. Okay. So I was able to make the choice. So if you really want to know what he did was so bad to mm-hmm. me, uh, read the book. I am my own okay. dad. Matter of oh. fact, get the bonus book. It's on Amazon. Paul Posey on Amazon. I am my own dad. The bonus book. I put my first three books in that book. Okay. First three books is in that book. It's the bonus book. But at some point, as a parent, you are the alpha and you are the omega to your children, and you need to be the one. It says what goes in their life and what does not go in their life so they don't have to suffer and you don't have to suffer anymore either. Let's take a quick break. We are going to probably run slightly over, but maybe then we're going to come talk about your your new show, Negative to Positive. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to play in our tune and we'll do the usual kind of bit. I'm just going to use the usual sort of mentions and etc. And then we'll come back okay. and we'll talk about your new show. Okay. So we've got our new Christmas. Right. We're going to, is, we're going to play our first Christmas song. It's, they're playing in this, the shops already. It is November. People are starting to put the Christmas decorations up. Probably a bit too early, but hey, let's just do it. Let's just go. If you don't like it, let's just join them. Let's just go with the flow. It is Christmas. Hey, let's just get in the mood. You might as well get it early. So we have Rick Palmer, who is part of the Ramsey Unleashed community, jazz artist, uh, 
This is his Christmas Christmas single that's just been released, and it's called It's Christmas Again. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, as I say, if you want to buy it and get it on, buy it. You go to CD Baby and you can buy it from there. And I'm sure it'll be on iTunes as well. But uh, we'll be back after Rick Palmer's um, It's Christmas Again. Back in a second. Charles from BenitaCharles.com, all the way from New York City. A special thanks to Heart Song Live for playing my music on their radio station. I'd like to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a happy new year. Heart Song Live Radio, your favorite online gospel radio station in Scotland. 
There we go. I'm back. Hi, that was a bit quick. <laughs> uh, welcome to Ramsey and Lee's Going Beyond Borders, and that was uh, Rick Parma, his new Christmas song. So I uh, hope you like it. If you want it, go and buy it on CD, go to CD Baby. Uh, my guest on the line, line Paul Posey, I uh, heard me got that nose blown by any chance. I think I heard you blowing it <laughs> during the song. I didn't know you could hear me. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> taking about five minutes to blow that nose. What's going on? <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't blowing ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crumbs! Did you say that? You're gonna give me an, you're gonna give me an editing headache. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm like beep beep beep. <laughs> oh, good grief! Oh no! Can people ever hear anything? It'll be until no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, anyway, right, okay. Back, back to it, back to it. We just had uh, Breezy Charles, uh, thank you for her DJ drop, DJ drop, my teeth in. Um, all the way from New York, to thank you because we played her one of our tunes a few shows ago, and uh, all the way from New York, and we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Thank you for that. Uh, we quick mention to peeps at Guy Cook Report, EileenSmith.com, people who support us for Humanities by Shannon Griffin, uh, lots of people who do support us around the world. And we're grateful for the support and we want to be able to give you the support back. Uh, I've got a list of people, a group of people who I've connected with who just by through whether it's authors and business, I want to thank you to Desiree Lee who I found out who connected me with Paul Posey. I want to thank you. Yes, Desiree Lee, one of my debut interview on Ramsey Unleashed when I rebranded. Uh, thank you for her. Thank you for the community she's got. And thank you for the community we're all building. And what I started out was just literally to I want to interview people, but it's kind of become something better and bigger and fun because we support each other. Doesn't matter if we're going through thick or thin, if we're going through ups and downs. Some people have lost relatives. Some of you had some hard times or good times, and we support them. And that's what it's about, and it's about community, but we're all here to help each other in business and what we do and support each other going forward, whether you're an artist, upcoming, whether you're established, whether you're an author, whether you're looking to write a book or whatever, we are here to help. That's what it's about, and that's what Hearts and Lives is about, is to bring you to Scotland, but to help, we can help you and just to connecting the world and making it a smaller place rather than a big place. And that can just be down to a click of a button, and that's what, it's, that's what we're doing. And we're here with Paul. So we're going to hear what Paul is doing now. And going forward, his plans for going forward, he's got a new TV show, a new show, a kind of radio TV show. And what he's, what it's got, what's it called and what it's about and what he aims to take, where he's to take it and go from there. So, Paul, tell us about your new show that you've kicked off. Yes, and, you know, it's a blessing. Um, I said at the beginning of the year, after being on so many uh, interviews, that uh, I really want my own show. Uh, so I can talk about some of the topics that we just edge on on other people's shows. And it's called Negative to Positive, N2P, Negative to Positive, is that we have lived in this uh, fog of negativity, and it has become our norm, and we have to strive and struggle to get to a positive way in life, a place in life. So my show is going to talk about those things that we don't normally talk about, about why we do what we do and what was there, what was not there, and and growth and men's growth and men's participation in family and uh, the veterans. You know, I want to talk about the veterans too. So uh, I'm going to speak to people who I've come across in my path, and we're going to talk about some of the things because I make sure that I have a heartfelt conversation with everybody I meet, so I can learn something to take me to tomorrow. And that's the purpose of the show is to talk about those things, talk about relationships between uh, fathers and sons and uh, mothers and sons and fathers and daughters. Uh, so we can get to this point where we truly understand that family unity is going to change our world. It'll change our house. It'll change our communities. It'll change our city. It'll change the world because we are so divided because the, they've created something of missing pieces, <clears throat> like my dad not being there. So uh, those things I'm going to talk about. We're going to talk about PTSD. We're going to talk about anything that's going to help people to grow and move forward together. And that's the purpose of the show. It goes uh, every other Wednesday mm-hmm. at um, 8 p.m. on statusnetwork.net. Download the app, statusnetwork.net. And it's on... L 
Y V E T V. You're actually going to see me. I'm not that. I'm not pretty. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm not as pretty as this guy, but I'm effective. You know, I, I believe in effective, effective uh, communication, and that's what we're going to have. So it's a live show. Um, I think my daughter's going to be on there, but I think I have a surprise for everybody. Okay. My daughter's supposed to come in for Thanksgiving, and she's supposed to be on the show. And but I think there's a surprise coming. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh-huh, cool. So every so you, yeah, are you going to because it's so like an on TV type show because it's on live. Are you going to right? Are you internet TV? So internet TV, right? Okay. Does it go out on YouTube or anything, or does it go out as a replay? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, it'll be replayed on on Status Network <laughs> on YouTube, and I'll eventually move some of my shows onto my own YouTube page. Okay. So uh, hopefully I'll be everywhere. So what's the purpose? What's the end result? The end result is better family. Cool. And my platform to be across the world. If my platform to go across the world, I will be across the world. Okay. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a, a part of the solution. I'm not a complainer. I'm solution-based. You give me a problem, we should be able to solve it. Okay. Because once you put your finger on a problem, that is the moment you should be planning to solve it, not let it grow into this elephant that's too big to put in a, in, in a zoo or too big to be in a safari. Right. You know, and that's what we've done. We've let these things grow so big that uh, we cannot come up with a simple solution. So it's going to be a complex solution where we're going to create, uh, I would like to say, Martin Luther King's in every home. Okay. And if we had one in every home, we would change our community. We can change our community. We can change our cities. But it starts in the home. Brian, well, if we can, as I say, if we can support you in any way going forward and giving you, uh, publicize your show or if you... Whatever, man, yeah, happy to help, you know, and that's what we're here for. Um, I appreciate and, you. And as I appreciate I say, what you're doing. I, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> I do wonder. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. See? So now's about time, right? About time to turn that ship around. <laughs> exactly. So when I get there, when I get there and I'm going to be on your show with you, uh, we're going we're gonna to shave your head live. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna do it for you. I'm gonna show you how we do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna bake that potato too. It has a look to it. So we're gonna bake that. We're gonna shave that potato and we're gonna bake it. It's not much sun over here, so it might take a might take a while. Hey, we can show from a tanning shop, right? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna work. Uh, well, just fake tan. I'll do. It does the job. No, not look a bit orange. Um, but anyway, no. If we see on a serious note, we can. Uh, we're happy to help if we can going forward. And as I say, uh, it's good to support what you're doing, and that's uh, it's good. And uh, as I say, we can. We're here uh, to help if we can. As I say, so that's good. You know what I mean. So, and uh, we keep on to promote what you do, and as I say, keep posting what you do, and we'll um, and anything, and especially your books, and we'll have all the links of where you can connect with Paul on our show notes when it comes to the podcast. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast already, you'll get this, and you, yeah, you're kind of repeating the podcast. But uh, we'll have all the information um, about Paul uh, on the show notes, so you can can connect with him and link up and buy his books, uh, etc. And hopefully you can get a book for these books before Christmas, or maybe you want to give it as a gift before Christmas. So I want to thank you, and thank you for your time, Paul. Thank you for being on the show. So just tell people where they can yes. find you, even though just tell people where they can find you, tell people where they can connect with you, and like Twitter, okay. or Instagram, or whatever you use, okay? Okay, so I I use Instagram is negative is n e g underscore two underscore p o s on Instagram. M r n e g two p o s on Twitter, and Paul Posey on Facebook. You'll find me there most of the time. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Amazon. Just type in Paul Posey uh, Books, and my name, my picture will pop up. Um, I think that's just about it. You can always find me connected to this guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody can find me, this guy finds me. He I finds know. me. <laughs> that's true. Find time to find me, right. Uh, Send the and I also have a photography business. I forgot to tell oh. you all the businesses that I started. Yeah, I noticed all, that. Negative your- to Positive Incorporated is a nonprofit. Mm. And uh, I have an LLC, and I did all this in the last two years. So uh, it's coming; it's getting off the ground. Uh, it's a mentoring program 
for the youth and veterans and veteran services. And, um, and my photography is for everybody and it's for everything. So if you need a headshot in the uh, greater Atlanta metro area, uh, come see me. If you need photos for your family, come see me. Hey, you just want to look good. You, I, do, I do like your photographs. You've got some good photographs. Well, you know, if I could just find a model, then I'd stop. I would stop using myself. <laughs> I, I just practice on myself, you know, and uh, and that's what it is. So I want to be great at it. So I got to get the practice. So that's why you see some. It, it works. And there's some good photos. It's good. I'm impressed. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait till I take your pictures. <laughs> So I'm, I'm oh. going to put this as a goal. I'm going to put this as a goal. Uh, let's say this time next year, mm -hmm. I'll be coming to the UK. Right. Okay. That could be How cool. about that? Let's make a goal because okay. I'm, I'm I'm a gold digger, right? G O A L digger. Right. Well, and, and I'm going to come to the UK. Well, let's. Uh, here's an idea. Well, here's a good idea. Let's uh, let's advertise your photography business and tell us that we should network that more so we can get you more people using you in the area. Of where you are, absolutely, if, and if not mm -hmm. having to travel or whatever, okay. Uh, right. Also, link me up if you know of any. Uh, find me some musical artists if you know of anybody you think they're good enough or like connect with me, and I'll connect, get them to connect with me, and I can listen to their music and take it from there. You know? Absolutely, mm -hmm. I, you know what? And that's the you know networking is the spice of life, mm -hmm. and I think I just met some artists last weekend at a veterans event. There we go, and they probably had some exposure. Absolutely. There we go. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Well, listen, we are running over time, and we're going to call it uh, a day. And it's been great to have you on the show, and thank you for all the information, all the information you, you gave us, and the talk, and what you talked about in your story. It's fantastic, and we want to be. As I say, we're here for you going forward, and uh, we're here to give you as much support as you can through business. And please network and connect with the people in the group on Facebook, and uh, let's keep going, mate. And let's uh, let's set a goal for uh, 20, 2019 that you will be. Probably sitting in the same studios, me. You never know. Um, come to Absolutely. in September, maybe or whatever month you want to choose. You know. Absolutely, uh, I'm setting setting a goal, baby. That's what I do. Shaving my head online, on live on air or something. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. You can say goodbye to everybody. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you everyone for uh, for chiming in. This is a, a marvelous man who's doing great things. I'm just happy to be connected with him. Uh, check me out Wednesday night. Uh, if you can't find me, if you can't find the information, look at my Facebook page. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, uh, Negative Deposit Show with Paul Posey. Okay, Thanks. everybody, take it easy. Have a great weekend, wherever you are. Next guest next week is Nayla, another author from Authors in Business, Desiree Lee. And uh, we will look forward to chatting to her about her stuff. But as I say, have a great weekend, wherever you are, and take it easy. Bye-bye now.